What's up, boys? Week 10 is in the books, and guess what? Y'all are stuck with me, boys. <laughs> That's right. So Josh had his solo podcast the other day. Guess what? It's my turn because Josh is quote-unquote feeling like ass. So y'all are stuck with me, and in case you were wanting to know, I just did the JMO weekly episode, weekly season three episode, and I talked for an entire hour. So guess what? You're stuck with me. (laughs) Anyways, I hope y'all don't feel that way. I hope y'all actually, you know, do appreciate listening to the show and listening to me tonight. I know it's going to be a little bit tougher than typical times because me and Josh really do bounce off of each other really, really well, and honestly, it's really easier to draw out the entirety of a episode when you're not having to do all the work, but I will say, I do have my drink, and I will have to take some sip breaks now and then, so if you can just bear with me, I'll just kind of go like, you know, sip time. Take my sip, and then we'll move on. All right. But we want to have the show must go on type of situation. I probably botched that but saying. But anyways, the show must be go on. And we have to do a recap of the fantasy matchups because that's basically what the show was based off of. This was basically when Josh started this show. He just started with weekly matchups of this fantasy league that we have ambitions of maybe even publicizing at some point. But... That's neither here nor there right now, but we'll get to that point soon enough. But let's get to the first matchup, which is Wreaking Havoc versus College Porn HD. So, Miley Cyrus versus Riley Reed, and now I'm hard. But, anyways, so Wreaking Havoc, Josh beats College Porn HD, Jay Luthbro. 126-72 uh, to 113-72. Wow, they had the same last two digits. Cool. Anyways, so I guess Josh is actually following up on his word. I mean, I guess it's kind of funny right now. I mean, he's won three of the last four games so far. Um, So he might, he might be on to something a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm not putting pushing the panic button when I play him just yet. I, I have to see a little couple more weeks. But three out of the last four games, quite the turnaround. Very much probably still in the mix, I would have to say. Um, you know, especially with how close everybody else is. I mean, the top team doesn't have more than um, seven seven wins and three losses. So, definitely right time to be turning things around. James Conner, even though he only had 7.3 points, he had 73 yards. It was based off of 73 yards, which is very promising. So, obviously, he's back. Kyler Murray's back in that offense. Should be pretty good. So, I'm going to pull up on the the app real quick so I can keep following along. I forgot to do this at the beginning, so apologies on that. But... Yeah, so Josh, uh, James Connors looking really, really good. 
and uh, and then CeeDee Lamb, absolute tear. This is the last four games for him. 117 yards, 158 yards, 191 yards, and 151 yards. Basically trying to make a case, which he... He is self-proclaiming, and he is making a case as the best wide receiver in the NFL. Just been on an absolute tear. Now, I have been indirectly benefiting from this as owner of Dak Prescott, but we'll get to that later. I digress. And so, yeah. So, Josh might be on something here. He scored 126 points, which was... Give me a second. I know he was top three. I'm just trying to think if he was two or if he was three this week. He was number two this week. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I wish that we would have Josh on to actually ex- express that excitement because you know he would just be just going off like right now. He'd be, dude, he'd be fucking cussing everybody. He'd probably be singing Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. He would be going off. But let's move on. He, I mean, he looks, it, like I said, he looks promising from here on out. I, I'd love to kind of judge his schedule, what he has remaining for the game. So basically, got four weeks left. He's got Mustachio Bashio. Probably will be a little bit of a tough game. Polar, Green, uh, Polar Pollard. Jeez, and Pete's these tongue twisters, which you'll see. I'm going to have to deal with that. Thanks, Jerv. Um... You haven't seen Crazy yet and Bruce Brothers. So probably a, it's a pretty tough schedule. But, I mean, if he keeps wreaking habit, I don't know. Anything can happen. But let's move on to Jay Luthbro. Obviously had a very, very good week too. I mean, as well. I, I want to say, yeah, pretty much still top of the league. Probably would have won. He would probably would have won one other match. Oh no, two other matchups this week. Uh, it's just you gotta you gotta put this on on Derrick Henry. Big letdown. Um, I know he's gonna about to have a big bounce back game. Uh, that's in the talks right now. Obviously playing Jacksonville. That's been his his game basically. He's owned it. It's like Aaron Rodgers owning Chicago. Basically, Derrick Henry owns Jacksonville in this situation. So, um, but I will say I I I have to be very impressed with the uh, Jameer, uh, Jameer Gibbs turning it around. Been spectacular the last three weeks, and I was very surprised this week that w- in particular, given that David Montgomery is coming back. But as you will see, this is going to be a common theme throughout this episode: is start all Lions players, offensive players, any one of them. Any, any and every one of them. Just, you know, Dan Campbell is a wild card. Just start every single one of them. They're just going to go off, apparently. But, um, yeah, that's my spiel with that. I will say I did kind of chuckle a little bit. And this is, this, is just, this is just how fantasy is. This is how the fantasy gods joke on Lonely Us. Is that Jay Luthbro makes a educated decision on benching Devontae Adams this week as he goes against the Jets. <clears throat> and I say educated because obviously good research was done into this. We when you look at the top cornerback for the New York Jets, Sauce Gardner, 
first of all, he has a nickname. You don't go against a guy who has a nickname. And second off, that defense is outstanding. But I, I still <laughs> I still have to chuckle that the time he benches Adams, it would be terrible if he like really went went off. But he has his he has his first double digit uh, point game since week four. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I just it, it's it's a good chuckle moment. Um, but that's exactly how the fantasy gods play on us. They 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 like to have enjoyment on you know our misery, and that's that's just how it is. I've I've experienced it time and time again, and we all have, and we will again, yet again, because we are absolutely obsessed with this game called fantasy, and we haven't picked up on the trend of pickleball just yet. Maybe not some of us. Anyways, um, so that was the last thing I had about that is that um, wrecking, wreaking havoc uh, beats college porn HD 126-72-113-72. Bring in college or drop in college porn HD to 5-5 five and five record and wreaking havoc to a 3-7 and seven record. Next matchup, you haven't seen crazy XD. Versus, I don't win too, too often. So, I do want to address the names here. So, because we got two milestones here with these names. One, thank you, Bix. Thank you for changing your name and adding Tutu Atwell to your name. That was really clever. That's even better than my team suck-ups, the one I had last year. So, props to you. Well done on the name change. Um, I... I I hate to, that it's, you know, embellishing on your misery this year, but at the same time, we do thank you. Uh, <laughs> I I will say there's there's really like two reasons why you actually change your name in fantasy. And it's basically if your team's doing really, really, really good or your team's doing really, really, really bad. And we'll see or or actually I take take that back. There's two ways there's three ways. Thanks thanks to a certain somebody. There's one if your team's really, really doing good, or two if your team's uh somebody on your player is doing really, really bad. And then the third one is if you just want to fuck around with the people doing actual recaps each week, Jerv. So you will get to that later. But anyways, um, you haven't seen crazy versus I don't win too, too often. So, um, yeah, no, um, Chris, Chris got himself another win, uh, propelled himself up to six and four with uh, the number five, number five in the standings right now. And um to refer to his name, so Chris actually has the longest-standing team name right now in that You Haven't Seen Crazy was actually dated back to last year whenever he decided to go all Joker mode with the commissioner and stuff. He's actually been a lot milder this week, or this year. Um, sadly enough, I've been really waiting to see you know Crazy come around, but... You know what? Being a single father, I guess that takes a lot of your time. I get it. But, you know, just just you know, maybe a little maybe a little crazy every now and then. Maybe a little B and M. I don't know. Something. Shake it up a little bit. So, um, but to reflect a little bit actually on his team, uh, Mike Evans has to be one of the most underrated players 
players and overlooked players, like underrated and overlooked. Like those two can like simultaneously exist with each other on a certain player. And it's Mike Evans. Like Mike Evans just constantly produces. He constantly produces. And I, I don't even find him to be the most, most athletic guy out there. I mean, he's a big body. Don't get me wrong. I, that's, how, that's how he gets a lot of his carries. But he's just like, he's almost like a Marcus Colston in a way where he's just a big body receiver that can really good at routes and just always open and always getting the ball. So yeah, no, Mike Evans, uh, great game this week. 23, uh, 30 points, just constantly hauling in stuff. Six, six catches, 143 yards and a touchdown. Um, Chris has to be one of the Bijan Robinson fantasy owners that everybody was talking about being happy this week. Got got 17 points. Um, and it seems like they kind of force fed him a little bit. 22 carries. Uh, he must have got Arthur Smith must have got a little bit of an earful from the owner on that one. Like, hey, I'm drafting a running back in the top 10. Fucking use him. But, anyways, um, but yeah, setting himself up pretty well. Maybe not the highest in the standings right now, but at the same time, he's got himself a great record. So I, I'll, I'm always one of those is like, fuck points. You know, if you if you can win weeks and that's, yeah, I get it. Maybe you're just a lot better or lucky rather than good. Fantasy's about being lucky rather than good. It's better to be lucky than good. It's just, it's the way that fantasy works. So anyways, um, Biggs, uh, well done on the uh, on the name again. Um, this was a big bye week for you. You know, um, what is it? Four of your five bench players were on buys. The the one that wasn't was Odell Beckham Jr., which I know he got a touchdown and made, his stats maybe looked a little bit good, but he only had one catch. Like, he barely got that 10 points. So you can be fine. You can be fine with that. It's not... It's not like that would have that lost you the matchup. So, um, yeah, I, I props also to holding the Eagles defense. Yeah, like you did not drop anybody to keep, continue keeping the Eagles defense, which they've been really they've been pretty good this year. They actually been really good this year. So, yeah, props to you on holding them on and just you know, hey, rolling with them the rest of the year now, but. Uh, my advice on this is Noah Brown, keep riding him. Keep riding him. I don't know how long you'll be able to ride him because of uh, Nick Collins when Nick Collins back comes back. But if as long as Nick Collins is out, you keep riding Noah Brown. The man's look good. CJ Stroud's on his roll. Texans are clicking. Keep riding Noah Brown. But already, you haven't seen crazy XD. 121.92 to 94-38 to I don't win too too often and you didn't win this time I'm sorry that was mean anyways uh next matchup Bruce Brothers versus Detroit the Goat Lions maybe not as much of the Goat uh because they got beat 124-78 to 150.54 so um interesting matchup here Definitely, definitely the big dogs. Definitely big dogs. Big dogs going at it. Um, Detroit, the Goat Lions. Bobby ends up going 
falling to a four, uh, six and four record. Both had three losses at the time. Bruce Brothers Connor actually comes up to a seven and three record in second place. They're both sitting at second and third. So definitely juggernauts of the league, looking really really good, especially the Bruce Brothers defense. So you know, anytime you can get a defense to get you over twenty points. As long as the other teams just are the other players on your team actually just just get over the mark, you should be pretty looking pretty good, and that's the case. Um, Kendall uh, Kenneth Walker, jeez, I'm Pete messing up names like Josh. Kenneth Walker scores you 19 points. Christian McCaffrey 17, and David Montgomery 17. Can we talk about the running back committee that he has? he could probably just ride off the running backs the entire rest of the way. I mean, those running backs are are probably going to get you those similar numbers every single week. So, quite impressive. Not to mention, you got Brandon Ayuk and Zay Flowers, who's both been producing really, really well. Um, the only weakness right now is really just, it's really Hunter Henry, which honestly isn't his starting tight end it's basically Dallas Goder is what his starting tight end whenever he's healthy so yeah I, I really do like Connor's team a lot it's really panning out Josh Allen's got to hold off on those interceptions but I mean he's gonna throw enough volume to at least get him like let's say he got 16 points this time around and that was with two interceptions and a fumble lost so He's at least going to have enough volume to actually keep himself relevant week in, week out. So, yeah, really like this team. Best running backs in the league by far, which if Devin Tovis, Devin Tovis, Devin Tovey taught us anything, RIP, it's that you always draft good running backs in fantasy. So, um, Alex Huff was a revolutionary to try to dispute that, but... Looks like Connor is disproving him this year. So, anyways, up for debate. Talk about it amongst yourself or in, on Discord. I don't care. It's all good. Uh, Detroit the Goat Lions. Um, Bobby, I got to ask. Um, benching Cortland Sutton to have two tight ends. One in your tight end spot and one in the flex. It's a bold move. It's a bold move. It didn't, it didn't pay off for you. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a kind of a big Cortland Sutton fan. He's been kind of really consistent. Yeah, he had one bad week against the Jets He had where he only had one point. The Broncos' offense is kind of clicking now. And, you know, I hate to admit it, like Sean Payton is a good offensive coordinator, and he's, still, he's got that offense progressing in the right way. I would have to suggest that that's probably a guy that you kind of continue on with for the rest of the year. Um, but it's tough. I mean, you got DeAndre Hopkins also and Amon Ron St. Brown. Obviously, you know, you don't ever bench him in which you never would because you're a diehard Lions fan. And that's basically it's, it's blasphemy to do that or it's a mortal sin. I don't know. One of the two, but yeah. So yeah. And that's basically actually one of the notes I had on this one is Amon Ross St. Brown. Like Lions, you start all Lions. Start all Lions. I don't care. Like, I mean, obviously not the defense, which we'll get to a little bit later. But all Lions offensive players, start them. Start them. Start them. 
I don't care. Jamison Williams, start him. I mean, don't start him, but um, no, that that de- that offense is so potent. It's so great. Um, definitely just got to ride that off for a little bit. Um, do we have anything else on this game? I don't think so. All right, uh, Bruce Brothers. 124.78 beats Detroit the Goat Lions 100.54 in a juggernaut match. Alrighty, and moving on, Mustachio Bascio versus Polar Pollard. So first of our tongue twisters on this show, they try to trip us. You know, the guys try to trip us up when we're trying to, because they know we're not professionals. They know that I had fluids in my ear and I had to have tubes in my ear when I was three and I had to take speech classes. So I can't pronunciate a lot of things and actually don't actually pronunciate the word pronunciation most of the time, but I actually am doing it right now. But so they like to trip us up a little bit with some tongue twisters. So the first of the two right now is Polar Pollard which he had as Pollard Greens um, originally. But the name change is good. It's just, it also is one of those, like I said, it's either displaying excitement for a player or frustrations. And this one's in the latter category in the frustrations. So <laughs> Tony Pollard scored 5.5 points for him this week. I can understand under, uh, I can understand the frustrations being a Calvin Ridley owner. But because you can't drop him, you can't drop him. You cannot drop Tony Pollard. Um, it's hard to even trade him too. I mean, he was the top back in the league last year, and um, yeah, it just you just kind of have to you kind of have to eat this one. But it's still a solid week. I mean, you, anytime you score over a hundred, it's still good. Uh, the only thing is, is just Luke was just basically coming on himself the entire week. It was just, he had himself a nice personal record, um, as we'll get to. But, yeah. Um, I, the other thing I have to say about Matt Wilson's team before we move on, uh, Deontay Johnson, yeah, that that 2.2 hurts. It hurts a lot. And I, I understand the frustration to actually trade him. We'll talk about the trade a little bit later, but I understand, like, that being the being the final, final straw. You know, watching your Pittsburgh Steelers offense struggle, and that being the final straw, no more. All right. Um, let's move on to Mustachio Bashu, who, like I said, had a personal record. Uh, he went off for 166.72 points. That's seventh all-time in this league since ever since he started with Sleeper. And is a personal best for Luke. So give him a round of applause. Well done. Anyways. So, yeah, definitely went off this week. A couple of different factors into that. Brian Robinson, Russell Wilson was not bad. Keenan Allen put up a 35-burger. And TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. Is he the new Travis Kelsey? I think he does have the explosiveness of a new uh, Travis Kelsey. Because obviously Travis Kelsey's getting a little bit old. He's got, you know, he's starting to date. And he's maybe letting himself go a little bit with Taylor Swift. But so somebody's going to have to fill in his shoes, right? That's typically what we see. You know, before there was Travis Kelsey, there was Rob Gronkowski. Before there was Rob Gronkowski, there was Tony Gonzalez. Before there was Tony Gonzalez, there was Shannon Sharp. And before Shannon Sharp, I don't know. I didn't exist that at that time. 
But there's always point being, there's always been somebody that's been better. Or that's been the best tight end. And I don't know if we're transitioning to that phase yet. Travis Kelsey might prove me wrong, but I have to admit that TJ Hawkinson's maybe that next option. I'm thinking either him or Sam Laporta. Both of those are very, very explosive tight ends. I don't know. How about you tell us in the comments? Tell us how you feel. Tell us how you really feel. But anyways, moving on. Keenan Allen scores 35 points. I I guess we got to stop riding off Keenan Allen. I mean, Keenan Allen just keeps disproving us, you know. I mean, the guy's 31 years old. He, he's a year younger than me. He's a year younger than me, and he's one of the top receivers in the league. Like, this is, it's incredible what he's doing. But big-time performance from him. Um, also solid performances elsewhere. I mean, Garrett Wilson gets you 13 Chris Olave gets you 18. Your Evan McPherson, fire, fire away type of guy gets you 11. Another double digits. Um, all in all, with three guys being on a bye. Not bad, Luke. Not bad. I hate to say it, but not too bad in this league. Six and four, fourth place. Looking pretty good. So, all right, that wraps up this matchup. Mustachio Bascio beats Pollard. 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 166 to 72 to 10168. All right, and moving on to my matchup, Attack Attack versus Magnus Magnus Carlson. Of course, I mispronounced it. But so this this was a Monday night down to the wire type of game. Obviously, Puff does pull away at the very end. But I, I will say I was watching it the entire time and calculating the points every step of the way. I, I every time every time somebody caught a ball, everybody every time somebody like ran a run. Obviously, um, the two players that Huff had was Javante Williams and Dalton Kincaid, and I knew that just not even looking at the t, uh, at the <clears throat> at the matchup. And then the player that I had, no, I didn't have a player. But I had a I had a twenty nine points favor. Yes, I had twenty uh, twenty nine point advantage or twenty four point advantage over him. So yeah, so uh, yeah, that was sad to see. It's it's really sad to see like just your entire week completely fall apart in front of your face. And that's what that's what I had the pleasure of doing. You know, I, I you know what I should have done. I should have just not watched the game. I should have not watched the game. It probably would have brought, brought me better luck. But I do this to myself because I put myself into these fantasy matchups. I put myself into four fantasy leagues just to see myself get let down on TV the entirety of the way, just like this matchup. It sucked. It sucked. And I actually I had a name change based off of the performance that I was having this week. Dak Attack. Dak scores me 45 points. Thought he was my savior. I was about to name him Superman. I was about to be best friends with him. I was literally about to invite him to my birthday party. And, I mean, I probably still will if he, you know, leads me on to some more victories and goes off, keeps going off like he's going right now. But, golly, man, I was so excited. Really thought I had the edge here. I uh, couldn't get myself over 99 points. 
Um, but at the same time, really doesn't help whenever Dak attack is your only really option. And then you have two other guys, Eckler and Samuel, which you expect, you know, good performance from them. They got 19 and 13 points respectively, but yeah, um, I could also go the other way. I could name my team Ridley me this <laughs> supposed to flow a little bit better than that, but Ridley me this. I could do that if, um, to express my misery. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that later on this year if uh, Ridley just keeps fucking up like he's doing. Um, I kept riding the uh, the Taysom Hill train. Um, that came to a complete halt. So, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Let's move on to Huff. Yeah, because he obviously he deserves some credit. He's 73, He's 7-3. and three. He became first in the league. Yada, yada, yada. You know what's the worst thing? You know what's the worst thing in the world? The worst thing in the world is <clears throat> having your favorite professional team, the Saints, go against their weekly matchup, the Vikings, and having a player on that team, Joshua Dobbs, go absolutely off on not only your weekly matchup uh, for your favorite professional team, the Saints, but also your weekly matchup for fantasy fucking uh, Dak attack. <sighs> it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. I know I'm expressing this very dramatically, but it really need I really do need to emphasize like the frustration because I know I'm not the only one that that feels this. Cuz Huff is probably laughing his ass off right now. But at the same time, I know you you have experienced the same pain that I have or maybe you haven't because you keep fucking winning in this fucking league. But <sighs> That's the worst. That's the worst. And, and the, fa- the mere fact that you just picked him off for the waiver wire for zero bucks to fucking beat me on a week is fucking ludicrous. It's preposterous. It's it's whatever fucking dictionary word that you want to actually think of. It's, you know what? I, fuck you. Anyways, um, I did start Drake London because you were starting Scary Terry and we had a trade earlier about, you know, us swapping the two because I was really hoping that if I could get one win out of this, it would be that Drake London would perform better than Scary Terry. But they both scored 5 points. And then if we really want to be technical, Scary Terry won by 0.22 points. Like fuck you, Huff. Jeez, I'm Pete. And this was his bye week. On top of it, it was his bye week. So, like, yeah, he only had basically one person that he was sat, which was Devin Singletary, who went for 22 points, which he probably, you know, will say in the group chat. You know what? You know what? I get, I understand Josh's frustration. I get Josh's frustration on why he hates Huff. I'm on the same train. Fuck Huff. Sip time. I needed that one. Anyways, moving on. Uh, I have to reiterate this, even though I don't want to. Magnus Carlson beats Dak Attack 107.72, another 72, uh, to 99.56. Anyways, actually, that is quite incredible. There is one, two, three, four teams that actually finished off with the last two digits of 7.72. Congratulations, guys. That's a number anomaly or jig anomaly. I don't know. Whatever the Barstool Sports says. Anyways, moving on to the last matchup of the game of the week is another tongue twister name is Shelly Selling Seashells. Fuck you, Jerf. 
beats Caleb Presley 105.96 to 62 points. So, um, remember when I said start all Lions? This was the one time, probably, and this is the case that you don't start the Lions' defense. So, I did actually correct myself early on to the show. Start all Lions' offense, but Jerv started the Lions' defense and got himself negative two points. But, on the bright side, still won. Still was a little frustrating. Like, if you didn't start a defense, you would have gotten 107 points. Maybe it would have helped you on the points four, but... I, re- I regress. The biggest thing you probably should be kicking yourself is actually leaving Tyler Boyd on the bench when T. Higgins was actually out this week. Joe Burrow is back. He's throwing the ball around. He's always going to throw the ball around. He's going to throw for some good numbers. I don't see why you don't start the number two wide receiver on that team. Especially when he doesn't throw those tight ends. He neglects his tight ends. Uh which is surprising because I felt like Irv Smith had a chance to actually do really well this year, and like Hayden Hurst had a revival last year. But um, yeah, no, you definitely start, definitely start Tyler Boyd. I don't care how long he's been with the Cincinnati Bengals, but um, yeah, all in all, um, you know, besides his fucking name, team name, um, running backs are a little bit shaky. Aaron Gordon. Hasn't been really consistent. Kind of seems like he's maybe getting a little bit old and worn out. I don't know. That might be blasphemy to Jerv. Probably so. He'll probably yell at me when he gets drunk. But at the same time, I, I think that the running backs are a little bit shaky. Um, you're welcome on Tank Dell. I, I missed out on that one, definitely. I thought that was going to be kind of a hit or miss, and it's definitely been a hit. Uh, Jamar Chase definitely is good good play. Uh, Gino was a good play, too. Uh, Gino, uh, Gino Smith getting 28.06 points. I dropped him because, and I know he was a part of that trade. I just, I have Dak attack. But anyways, uh, moving on to Caleb Presley. Lawrence with 2.1 points. That, that kills. That kills. Trevor Lawrence with 2.1 points. That's, that's really your dagger in the heart right there. Um, really wasn't much more that you could really say when your when your defense gets you your most points, which we've actually laughed and laughed and laughed at numerous teams for that happening in the past, and in this case, it did with the Ravens scoring 14 points. That sucks. That's a bad week. So you kind of just have to race everything, you know, throw out the tape, maybe throw some, maybe start Brock Purdy again. I don't know. Um, it looks like he kind of had a revival with 29 points on the, on your bench. I don't know why you have Derek Carr. I don't know why you have three quarterbacks on your team. There's no reason to have three quarterbacks on your team, unless you're starting two quarterbacks in your roster or in your starting lineup, which we're not. We have been doing a one quarterback league for quite some time. So yeah, James, I would get rid of one of those quarterbacks. Like just one, you know, you can keep two. I don't even care. I'll give you the advice on keeping two. But yeah, just throw out the tape on this one. Um, Dalton Schultz getting a little bit questionable. That kind of sucks a little bit. Um, typically, he's good tight end, or touchdown guy. But um, yeah, that was kind of tough. Tough one to, to swallow. But anyways, um, not too much more I had on this game. Um, Jerv got himself a nice good little win, even though... He only had really like two, three, maybe two 
34. Oh, he had his kicker go do well. I don't know why he dropped Carlson after, I mean, unless he has maybe a bye. But he dropped Carlson, Daniel Carlson after giving him double digits leads or points from a kicker standpoint, which is what you want to see. But um, anyways, do you have anything else? No, I'm just the only one. All right, let's move on. So I know at this point of the season, the waiver wire kind of becomes obsolete. Um, people just kind of throw in pitches at different things. Um, basically, what is it? Tyson Chandler, Ty Chandler got one, uh, $1 bid on him. So that was nice win, Jerv, because we all know Jerv is very active in the waiver wire. Surprised he didn't do more than that. So I do know that there was a trade that we should get into. And uh, that was between Josh and Matt Wilson. Really wish we could have got Josh's opinion, personal opinion on this, but uh, I'll go through it real quick. So Matt Wilson gets Trey McBride and Josh gets Dante Foreman and Deontay Johnson. And I was listening to Josh's solo podcast the other day, uh, trying to get a little bit of tidbit on how he talked for forever, you know, just by himself, seeing some strategies and techniques that I could maybe pick up on. And one of the things that he called out on was the fact that he was willing to trade and he was a sucker for buying guys high and buying some of his favorite players, which I saw some of those characteristics kind of displayed on this trade. Basically, Trey McBride and Deontay Foreman both sold high. Both sold high. Trey McBride just had his uh, breakout, kind of his breakout game, which looks really good with Kyler Murray being at the helm right as he has his breakout game. So that maybe that chemistry continues on throughout the you know, throughout the season. And then Dante Foreman, kind of the same thing. He he had himself a good breakout game, got himself a nice good double-digit points. So I, I felt like that was kind of the situation with both of those trading those high. And then Deontay Johnson, Josh actually bought him for a little bit low. So, like, obviously he had his 2.2 points. Matt Wilson's frustrated with the offense. He's frustrated with Deontay Johnson. Decided to get rid of him. Um, so, yeah, no, I I like to trade. You know, obviously no disputes from anybody. I think there, there shouldn't be either. It's definitely definitely a fair trade. I just think, I think maybe Josh got the better of this one. I, and that's my personal opinion. I haven't seen enough from Trey McBride yet to know that he will be a consistent threat as a tight end position. Also, I haven't seen enough tight end action from or tight end usage from Kyler Murray to really warrant that. Typically, we're used to Kyler throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, Hollywood Brown, some of his like wideout receivers rather than his tight ends. So I'm going to have to favor Josh on this one a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know Dante Foreman, he's not going to be the lead back for in the entirety of the season. He's only going to be a short-term rental when Rashad Johnson comes back and Khalil Herbert comes, especially when Khalil Herbert comes back. 
But Deontay Johnson, I think, has a chance. I mean, he's still a top receiver in Pittsburgh. And Pickens has been very, very shaky. So I I have to admit, I have to think that he still will be a consistent producer. That 2.2, it might happen again, but he's still a starting receiver in the league. So I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to give it to Josh a little bit. He got a short term rental and a full time starter, and I believe it was just a one hit wonder for Trey McBride. Definitely could go the other way around though. So, all right, um, not too much more that I wanted to kind of cover on this episode. I didn't think there was any other trades. If there are, just yell at me on the Discord chat, and I will. Maybe do a side episode. I don't know. I'm scrolling through right now trying to see if I was there was anything else. No, actually not. So, But I believe the trade deadline is coming up soon. So let's make sure we try to get some couple more trades in. I'd love to see that. I'd be down to trade. Just throwing it out there. Maybe not Austin Eckler. Sorry, Jay Luthbro. But I might be available to trade. Let's go into the next week's matchups and see what we have in store. Dak Attack versus Shelly... God damn it. Shelly selling seashells. God, I hate that. I'm just going to have Josh say it from now on. Anyways, I'm going to say Dak Attack because fuck you and your name. Anyways, uh, you haven't seen Crazy XD... Versus Detroit, the Goat Lions. Yeah. Hmm. This one's going to be a pretty good matchup, I think. I don't like Gus Edwards. And I don't like McLaughlin. I don't care for Pickens too much. I'm going to go with uh, Detroit, the Goat Lions. All right, moving on. Bruce Brothers versus I don't win too, too often. I love how I don't win too, too often is the favorite right now, just based off the fact that the tight end for Bruce Brothers for uh, Connor is out with a bye. But, um, yeah, give me Bruce Brothers. Sorry, Biggs. But you don't win too, too often. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. All right, College Porn HD versus Polar Pollard. See, I got that one. And um, you know what? I'm going to boycott. I'm going to boycott the uh, the names. I'm going to boycott the tough names to talk about or the um, tongue twister names. I'm going to go with College Porn HD on this one. All right, uh, Mustachio Bashio versus Wrecking Havoc. Oh, I was saying Wrecking Havoc. This entire time. Hmm. It's all good. Boo's got to me a little bit. So, Wrecking Havoc versus Mustachio Bashio. Mustachio Bashio has the projection. Ooh, he's got the Alvin Kamara. Bye. But he can switch it up with um, Najee Harris. Najee Harris actually has had a couple of games going on so far. Let me get wrecking havoc. I I think I'm I'm on I'm on board with the wrecking havoc. I'm basically on the boulder, the whatever my Cyrus is on. I'm just swinging off of that right now. I'm going with wrecking havoc. 
All right, and the last matchup, uh, Magnus Carlsen and versus Caleb Presley. Oh, give me Magnus Carlsen. Sorry, sorry, James. I uh, just your MVP is young Young Way Koo is actually out with a bye this week, so nope, can't can't rely on you on this one. So, yep, gonna go with Huff on this one. So, but all right, guys, thanks for putting up with me for forty three minutes and fifty four seconds. This has been fun. And hopefully next time Josh will help me out. But love y'all. Later.